Jason, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Our robot shade overlords. They're still in operation, Jason. The lockdown is still going, but they are still working for the people. So if you want to check out and how to make your home a smart home and take advantage of their signature series shades, contact Budget Blinds of Lee Summit through their website or Facebook page. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Hi, I'm Jane Monroe, owner of Embrace the Grape and District 4 resident. Donnie Funk has my vote for city council, and here's why. Donnie's time serving on the planning commission, his experience in the construction industry, and his work as a small business owner has given him the insight we need on city council. This means that Donnie knows the questions to ask to get accountability for our tax dollars. Donnie Funk is a strong advocate for public safety and will work to ensure police and firefighters, along with all city employees, are well cared for. Join me in voting Funk for Four. Hey, and as we've been doing, Jason, the show is also sponsored by this message. Keep shopping local. It's absolutely the case. Look, we're, we're, the rules are going to start to relax a little bit here and a little bit there, but it shouldn't change your dedication to keeping these local businesses alive and thriving as we get through this process. The people that work there, the people that run those places, they are our friends, our neighbors, so make sure you go support them. And like always, Dom Jason Nick sent you. Hello, and welcome to this Friday episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast. I brought Jason back for another Friday show. Look, we're all so bored. I had time. <laughs> Well, and just a reminder, we flipped the script this week a little bit. We had our, our interview show on Wednesday, and we wanted to we wanted to hold off a little bit on on the, the Jason and Nick discussion of local news stuff for Friday. And basically, Jason, I waited because I, want, I was hoping that we would get some guideline uh, announcement from Jackson County Health Department, and we did. That Yay, they were I was released. I'm, I'm glad they did release that because they are, like literally said, we're reopening on Monday. And if we didn't have guidance before then, it'd been a little bit, a little bit too much free for all, even for us. So. Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was a little worried that the, the, that the, the announcement of, of suggested guidelines weren't, weren't going to come until later in the week and everybody would just be even more confused. But guidelines for phase one of reopening for Jackson County were released on Wednesday and so we thought we would just take a couple minutes. We'd run through some of it. They're, they're all available at jacksongov.org. They've been passed around on social media. You've probably seen them. You can still go look at them. But, Jason, I wanted to take just a, just a few minutes today, go through some of it, just so that we can help pass that word out. And, and, and honestly, I want to throw a few questions out uh, to, our, to our listeners and to the people who read Lake Tilly Summit. And... I'm curious what people are going to do as we start to reopen things after, and I should have done the math, but it's 50 some days of, of our stay at home orders. Yeah. All right. So let's dig right in. Um, so the County released their guidelines uh, late Wednesday. And I, I will say this just to start, they are very similar in structure and restriction to the guidelines that are, uh, throughout the rest of the metropolitan area. There are 
Um, you know, some of the numbers differ. There's some other differences, but there, but as a whole, the basic structure is very, very similar to what Johnson County is doing, most of what Kansas City is doing, what Wyandotte County is doing, um, and and we're, we'll see, you know, how that how that all marches forward. But that's far from surprising, considering those four, you know, call themselves the core four and have been mostly moving, not in lockstep, but in uh, in parallel with one another this whole time. So that's good. So I think the first thing to note um, is that you can, if if a business it does all of the things that the county recommends, uh, they can get from the county a certificate showing that they have done those things and post that on their business. Um, so that, that requires them to have what they're calling a COVID coordinator, basically a, a dedicated contact person who's in charge of that stuff and, and will you know, keep track of what's going on. Uh, social distancing protocol, not only have one, but also post it. Um, and then there's some safety signage uh, that will be released, I believe, on Friday uh, by the county that they can put on their walls. So if they get all of those things together, they've got all that, they can get a certification from the county that they are doing the safety stuff they're supposed to do. The county has been very clear that there's like, we're not giving you a clean bill of health saying it's perfectly safe. We're just saying you're doing the stuff you're supposed to be doing. So that at least Which is, is a, nice. I think that's, that's going to go a long way, I think, to, to easing some anxieties of people um, as, as things start to reopen and as they make their personal decisions about, am I, am I going to go out? Am I going to go to that retail store? Am I going to go eat in at a restaurant? All of those questions. And I think you know, everybody's going to have a little bit and differing levels of anxiety. So having knowing that a business has someone who's dedicated to keeping track of these things and that they've worked with the county and the county says, Hey, this place is following those guidelines. Right. And I think that for me, it's a, it's, it's nice that it's an easy guide. You don't have to go out before you leave the house and do a bunch of internet research or what have you. You can say, Hey, do you have the safety, the safety certification on your front door? Or you can walk to his door and if they don't have it, you can make your decision right there based on that nice, easy metric. Um, for people to deal with that as a whole. So I think that that's good. Um, that's a, a very consumer-friendly tool uh, that the county is putting forth. I think it's important to note, Jason, this is, this is phase one of what the county is going to call a phase uh, four-phase reopening plan. It's interesting to note that um, there is no set time frame for each of the phases, right? So we don't really know how long phase one will last, and I'm sure that's going to depend on what the health department, the county health department sees in the data of, of number of tests, how that's happening, number of cases. So we'll, we'll see how long that, that goes, but there are, there are four phases of reopening all the way up to that fourth phase, which will be their, their quote, return to normal phase. Right. And then, you know, most of the other, uh, the Kansas, the state of Kansas guidelines, um, where, you know, we're going to have this for no fewer than two weeks for this period of time. And it could be longer or shorter or longer if it needed to be. Uh, some of the other local jurisdictions have set, you know, it's like we will, we will examine this every two weeks. And two weeks is probably about right because that seems to be the, the incubation period or the long end of the incubation period for COVID. So symptoms, if they're going to appear, appear within that two week frame. So we'll have a good idea on what the number of cases is and those sorts of things in that two week frame. So that would be my guess, but they, yeah, they didn't say that. So we could be in phase one for an extended period of time or a relatively short period of time. We don't know. It will depend, I guess, probably in large part on if people are following the guidelines that they're set. Well, Jason, let's roll through some of the, some of the, the, the criteria in the guidelines for phase one. Um, 
this is going to cover commercial and retail businesses, restaurants will be allowed to reopen, some of the personal services businesses are allowed to reopen, but with, with different differing guidelines. I think a couple of the big things that we're going to see, Jason, are um, there's still going to be the social distance requirement, so six feet between people, and PPE required for employees. Right, and and not <clears throat> not required for uh, customers, but encouraged. Um, and obviously, uh, there are businesses that have publicly already stated that they're going to require masks for uh, for customers. Uh, Costco being, I think, the the largest news example that they're going to hold that as a requirement. So a business can do that if they think that's what protects their employees and their customers uh, best. They can they can go above and beyond these restrictions, but you know, that's an encouragement for everyone to wear masks. Um, and I think let's not, that is, that is an, an, an individual guideline that they've released is that right. if you're going to be around people, wear a mask, right? Wear a mask. And, and, um, keeping the other guideline is they still want you to stay home. Uh, if, when you can, um, uh, if you can work from home, work from home, right. If you can work from home, work from home. If you got, you know, if you can stay home, keep your kids home so they're not in childcare or things like that. Do those things. Those are the things that are the most effective. That's why I continue to work at home and send my kids somewhere. Uh, no, actually, I think that's probably what they're trying to really. That's the thing that would make me happier. Well, you do. You send your kid to their room. That's the way to deal with that. Uh, as they all go to your room and stay there until the pandemic is over. Uh, uh, but I, I mean, as a, as a whole, I think they, they, they still want you to do those things because those are the things that, and, and, you know, like I spend, and, and Nick, you can confirm this way too much time looking at the numbers, uh, like number of new cases and where the hotspots are and all of this stuff. Cause it fits your nerd brand. It does fit my nerd brand. And also it gives me some sort of dis- disturbing comfort in this time of great stress. Um, and Jackson County and Kansas City as well, but the um, has real Jackson County has had a a remarkably flat curve for new cases since it started. Um, they've been I was doing some of these numbers, and right now, like over the last month, they've averaged about seven new cases a day every day, and it hasn't spiked and it hasn't plateaued. Um, but things you know, some days are less, some days are more. But as a whole, it's been a fairly steady line. Now, I'd love that line to be flat you know, at zero new cases a day, but we've had it because we've had these restrictions because they started early, they work. Um, and, and what this guide guidance is, I think starts with is in this first phase is please do that. If you can continue to do that, you know, have your employees work from home, have your stay home unless you need to go out. And if you go out, then do these things, which do the best job of, of fixing that out there. So that's good. And among um, among that is is going to be screening for employees for for fevers. It's gonna it's going to be asking them every day about about symptoms, and if they show any symptoms, time to go back home. Right. And then I think the thing that's probably uh, say the other one that their um, businesses are required to do thorough cleanings twice a day, um, and in some cases for certain businesses more often, you know, restaurants and and probably personal service places and things like that um, will have to do more often. Um, and those guidelines, there is an 18-page PDF that you can download from the uh, Jackson County's website, which has all of the details for all of the various types of businesses. I would normally mock an 18-page piece of guidance, but it's actually pretty good because it breaks things out very clearly and gives lots of room to work with. Um, 
you know, we, we can have some uh, graphic design quote qualms about the way they've used their colors and, and what have you, but that's, that's <laughs> like, I'm that's, not even going to go out get onto them for that. Come on. There's that's, that's, that's too on brand even for us. So uh, to do that, but I think the biggest thing to keep in mind is that like these, and this is the one I think that's really going to come out is that capacities for all of these things are going to be severely curtailed. Uh, right now, uh, if you are a smaller square foot under 10,000 feet, you're limited to 25% of your capacity. Um, so if you are a, a restaurant that has a, you know, that's a 6,000 square foot restaurant and you have a capacity of 125 people, that means you don't get to have more than what is that 31 or 32 people in, the, uh, in there at any one time. Um, well, and I think that that leads to the big question. You know, I said, Jason, I, I, I want to ask some questions out to our audience and our, our audience of, of, of just residents and also you know some of our audience are business owners if you if you own a restaurant it does have it is it is it possible to open a restaurant and run a restaurant at 25 percent capacity i don't know the answer to that question well i know we've heard you know anecdotally from some people that they don't think they can and that they're probably going to continue to just do their their curbside and their carry out and their delivery services because they can do that at a level that is self-sustaining if not profitable um but to open up for just 25 percent, given the they have to move all their tables they're going to have to do all this extra cleaning people you know there's going to be an increased use of ppe during that time all those costs aren't necessarily going to be offset by being able to have 25 percent capacity at best um, when you're in the restaurant. So, um, and the same goes for stores, you know, they're going to have to now more closely monitor how many people are in the store. Um, cause most people don't, you know, if a store gets close to its hundred percent capacity, a retail establishment gets close to its hundred percent capacity, it looks really full and people stop going in. Um, but it, you know, at 25%, it doesn't look very full. And so you just march on in and they're going to have to be like, Whoa, you got to wait. You need to get some more people in and out. And it'll be, it'll be a bit of a challenge. Well, and I think that that leads again. I'm gonna. I'm just. I just want to put out that I want to hear from from people. What What do you think? Are Are you ready to 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 go back out? Do you think that you're you're going to start frequenting restaurants, retail businesses? What What are your thoughts on this? And if if you're if you're a local business owner, what What are you thinking? How is this going to affect what you do? Um, all of us that do own businesses, we've had to do a lot of pivoting, a lot of changing the last fifty days to try to keep things going. What's the next pivot? How does this how does this affect your plans to keep your business going? Absolutely. Or, you know, maybe you've had, I mean, I'll, I'll give an example here. My wife teaches piano lessons uh, and she has pivoted to an online model and she's not in a big hurry to pivot back. Um, I mean, you know, the, I will say, you know, concerns over the continued presence of the virus in our, in our society aside, you know, she's, there's been some benefits for her for that. And, and, and she may, you know, put more of a focus on that going forward. But I think that's, you know, that's that weird question that I don't think we get, we hear people talk about yet um, is just because we reopen the businesses, are people going to go? Um, and I think there'll be some, at least in, especially initially, uh, uh, you know, people are like, they want to be able to go somewhere. We've all been cooped up in our houses and, trapped into the the dog walking path around our neighborhoods or whatever but well know, i admit that I, I go from from one extreme to the other like there's a part of it that's like reopening i am ready to run out and just go everywhere right and then the other part of me is like but i'm scared so i hit both extremes 
And I think there's a lot of people that way. So it is, it's, it's an interesting question. Yeah, no, absolutely. An interesting, uh, an interesting question. We'll pe- and, and we'll see how people react. Jackson County has had their survey up for a week or so now, and we haven't seen any results from it. I would be interested to see what those results are, how people, how willing people are, or at least are expressing in a survey to, or excited they are to get back out to do different things than they've been doing. Um, and as, as we're recording this on, on Thursday, uh, the, the, the survey is still out there. So if you go to jacksongov.org, you can take that survey and let the, let the people of the county know your thoughts on, on returning to starting to return to whatever normal means. I, I hate that word now. I just feel like normal is a loaded word. Right. Well, and, and you know, and it's an interesting thing we've had, I think what we can say if we describe as a very vocal minority of people who have been agitating for, you know, getting to go back out there as close to the old normal as they can. Um, I don't know how representative they are or not. I mean, nobody knows that particular answer, um, but we're going to find out a little bit um, and we're going to see how that impacts how we make these, you know, how phase two comes about and what phase two looks like and all these sorts of things as we, as we move forward and how the city's operations are going to reopen and, and, and deal with those things. In all honesty, I think that's the one that you should follow the closest is what are the government buildings doing? right? How are they reopening? What are their standards? They're the ones that have the direct access to the health experts and they're, you know, they're out there. That'll be interesting to see where they go and how they participate in the, in the reopening phases. That will wrap us up for this Friday. We just want to take a few moments to, to go over the, the guidelines that were just released and, and throw those questions out to you, our listeners. We will continue to follow this and bring Hold you on, whatever. Nick, before, before you get to the complete finish here, I want to say one thing hasn't changed through the course of this pandemic. Tacos remain better than burgers. <laughs> that is not part of any kind of phased reopening where burgers will be better. No, it's not going to happen. Way to force that into the show. I hate, wouldn't be a show without it. <laughs> there we go. We'll continue to follow this and bring you information as it becomes available and, 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 and continuing discussion. Maybe, maybe Jason, we'll, we'll grab a, a couple of business owners or some other people around the community to, to, to get some more firsthand experience and, and perspective on what's going on. We will pass that along and we will be back next time. Mm-hmm.